everyone, and welcome to Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. I am your co-host, Heather Lee. And I am your other co-host, Ben Lee. Good job. <laughs> I think this is our second, this is our second podcast. Actually, I know this because we've only done this once before. So this is exciting. Yeah, let's just hope we're not in like some sort of sophomore slump, you know. Sophomore slump. Aw, sad. Well, maybe not. I have a couple of, I have a, I have a weird story I want to tell you. Ooh, <clears throat> do tell. Okay, so earlier this spring in Mississippi, because nothing weird ever happens in Mississippi, right? Not that I know of. So this man, he's a self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed internet celebrity. Ooh. He was live streaming himself driving. Okay, so he's driving um, his Ford Mustang Shelby GT350. Nice car. Oh, do we need to like put out a disclaimer to anybody? Please don't live right. stream while you're driving. Good job. You okay. just did that. Perfect. So yeah, so he's live streaming and he's saying that he's going faster than 180 miles per hour on public roads. Okay. So doesn't he get pulled over? That's of course. Good. Yes. Uh, of course he gets pulled over. And um, so he tells the cops as he's still live streaming that he wasn't driving fast, except for now there's the live stream version of this where he's saying 180. And then my favorite part of the story personally is that when they asked him for his driver's license, he doesn't have it. He has a photo of it. He's <laughs> and what he says is the lady at Hooters kept it. <laughs> Was it like collateral for some wings or something he ordered? <laughs> I don't want to know. Okay. Personally, I don't want to know. So because he did all of this, he then, they, they kind of let him go at the scene, but then they had enough to get a search warrant and go search his house. And they charged him with possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. Okay. And reckless driving, of oh. course. <laughs> So the moral of that story is, again, don't live stream while you're driving and maybe don't do 180 on public roads or ever, really. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just, maybe just not be a complete idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I thought... Wait, wait, wait. But oh, the, the, the car's okay though, right? I, no cars were injured in this story. Oh, good, good. Yeah. That's all I want to know. I'm sorry. I should have led with that. I, I apologize. So I just thought this was a great one. Um, Elon Musk. Okay. We're all familiar with Elon Musk. Mr. Tesla himself, Mr. SpaceX, Mr. Tunnel Man. I don't know. Tun tunnel Man? He's, he's building a tunnel. Oh, okay. Well, he's building something else. Okay. He uh, tweeted on April 23rd that Tesla is going to develop a quiet electric leaf blower. You know, this is actually a great idea because how many times have you been in your house, sound asleep at eight o'clock in the morning and your neighbor decides it's time to get rid of all the leaves? And I'm sorry, but could we just wait, I don't know, until like 10, 11 before we start that kind of racket? No, no, no. Now you don't have to because... You can buy your Tesla leaf blower. Your Tesla leaf blower. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, what will he think of next? <laughs> That's what we're all wondering. <laughs> okay. 
So that's uh that's my interesting news stories of this this uh time period. Well, that's pretty fabulous. Yeah. I thought that was nice. I enjoy both of those. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that. So, what else are we doing today? Well, I've got some questions for you again. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Good. I love questions. Yeah, yeah. So, uh let's let's start with the first one. Okay. This one's actually this one's actually sort of been keeping me up at night. <laughs> And you, me being married to you, I know all about that. Right, right. So, this is my question for you. And it's about tune-ups. Okay. So the question is... I think I know where you're going with this. Are they even still necessary? And what the heck even gets done when you get one? Okay. So, if you were to do um, some internet research on this, which I'll be... Quite frankly, honest with you, I have done some internet research on this, have and you? there's a reason. There's a reason I do that, not because I don't know, but because I want what I, I want to know what other people are saying. Make sure it's consistent. Yeah, I just right. kind of think uh, some other point of views. I'm just going to throw out a couple here. So, well, let's talk about what a tunic used to be first. Okay, like used to be when we're talking in the days of carburetors, uh, the days of um, we'll, we'll just say twenty years and and back. Okay. So, so pre-2000s. Definitely pre-2000s. Okay. So we still had distributors. So there's, some cars still have distributors, but we do not see a lot of them. And in older distributors, you had to adjust points, which I'm not going to get into explaining. It is just an adjustment that had to be done because they wore down over time. Uh, timing also had to be adjusted. They want, of course, change your spark plugs. They want to change your filters, like your air filter, your fuel filter, uh, and, and that kind of thing. So that's what we used to do. Now, some of that we still do, but as I said, distributors we're not seeing very much anymore. Carburetors we don't see at all because we're all fuel injected now. Oh. So a tune-up is not exactly what it used to be. So are they necessary at all? Well, let's just, let's just find out what uh, some of my internet research pulled up here. Okay. Uh, this is from hotcars.com. Ooh. Modern cars, with their computers and sensors, are able to constantly adjust for any changes and monitor many parts of the vehicle. Simply put, newer cars only need replacement of wear parts. Well, how do you know? I guess, is that in your inspection that you would find out if they're worn? Well, a wear part would be like your spark plug. That's something that wears down over time. Or like a brake pad or something Right, Something right. that you know is eventually going to wear down. But you need somebody to look at that to find out if it is worn? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Right. This one is from consumerreports.org. Ooh. This is an interesting one. If your mechanic says your car needs a tune-up, be wary. <gasps> Ominous, Consumer right? Consumer reports? Yeah. That's because cars built in the past 10 to 15 years don't really require a tune-up anymore. Okay. See, that's a little misleading, though. I'm going to give you one more. This is from the consumerist. Spark plugs in newer cars, meanwhile, last for up to 100,000 miles. So this is my internet research. This is what I pulled up. Now I'm going to give you what I know based on my own experience and what I've seen and what I know that manufacturers are putting out. All this information that I'm going to give you is from the manufacturer, the people who made the car. Right. Not the dealerships, not the independents. These are the guys that engineered the car. They, they know when they want stuff to be replaced, right? Right. All right. So let's tackle that last one first. Spark plugs, 100,000 miles. 
uh, let's just look at a couple examples. 2012 Jeep Patriot. Spark plugs recommended by the manufacturer to be changed every 32,000 miles. Oops. 2017 BMW 330i. Every 60,000 miles. 2016 Subaru Outback. Manufacturer again recommended spark plugs at 60,000 miles. One more just for fun. 2013 Volvo XC60. 70,000 miles. So 70 is like the the longest period. For that, for, for those examples. Right, right, for that example. Now, a lot of, nothing's close to 100 at this point. Not on those examples, but there right. are quite a few cars oh. that are 100,000 miles, 120,000 miles. What they're talking about is your double platinum spark plugs, your laser iridium spark plugs, really oh. fancy, fancy spark plugs. However, you should always consult your owner's manual. Remember, we talked right. about this yes. last, last week, right? Don't You're, ask me if I've read it since then, <laughs> please. <laughs> So I guess you could say that if you want to argue the semantics of what a tune-up is, the answer is no. We don't need to tune up cars the way we used to. But here's what we do need to do. We need to change the definition of what a tune-up is because there are still things that need to be performed on your car regular maintenance-wise that could fall under that category of quote-unquote tune-up. For all of you listeners out there, I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> So what is a normal tune-up in this day and age? Obviously, changing spark plugs when they're due, as recommended by the manufacturer. We're going to look at filters, which are air filters, your cabin air filter, and a fuel filter for some cars. Most fuel filters are now contained in the gas tank, and they are not serviceable. One of the other things that we're going to do that uh, gets often overlooked is we're going to clean the throttle body. Oh. The throttle body gets muck buildup. See, this is, this is kind of like the carburetor thing. The carburetor needed adjusted, need to be adjusted. The throttle body needs to be clean, and it also needs to be adjusted. But you don't adjust it. Guess who adjusts it? The manufacturer. Uh, no, I, it's, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a trick question. The computer oh. adjusts it. Okay. So what you need to do is you need to clean the throttle blade, clean the throttle body itself. Then we hook up our scan tool to it and we reset what they call the adaptation. Your throttle body has actually learned how much air to go through it, so we're gonna reset that. Okay, the tune-up like every other oil change, or? For most tune-ups, they were around the 30,000 mile mark just because uh, copper core spark plugs, which we use sometimes, but as we discussed, a lot of them are platinum now, is they usually wore out around 30,000 miles. Okay, so it's more based on how many miles are on your car. Okay, so, and are we doing these kinds of things now still based on miles of the car, just whatever your man your manufacturer recommends for each? Pretty much everything's going to be mileage-based, yes. Okay. So what you see now more days, rather than tune-up, you see 30,000-mile services okay. or 60,000-mile services. But this concept of the tune-up being irrelevant anymore is, is kind of just an argument of, over the definition of what it means. That, well, that makes sense. So, yes, tune-up by a different name. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. That's good. I have a super important question for you now. Okay. And this is a little, little outside the, the motor area of cars, but I, I find it very important. All right. Is it true? 
I don't think this is true. But if it's, is this true? <laughs> this sounds that like holding, a good one. If you take the key fob. Oh, your, your wireless key uh, remote. Your wireless key, key, remote, key yeah. remote that makes your car go meep, meep. If you take that and you hold it to your head, it will increase the range from your car. <laughs> See, I've actually done this one before. Oh. I heard about this one and I thought it was nonsense. So I figured I would try it myself. So I, you, get, you get as far away from your car as you can to where the remote is no longer working. Then you stick it up to your head. Lo and behold, it works. So I kept, really? I kept walking backwards. And sure enough, I got, some, uh, I got quite a more range out of the, the fob. Okay. So yes, but, that is absolutely okay. true. So now, now let's get sciencey. Okay. Tell me why. All right. I didn't know this, obviously. I'm not a physicist, so I had to, <laughs> to research this myself. But from what I understand, the reason why it works is the fluid in your head turns your head into an antenna, basically a conductor. You have fluid through your whole body. I don't Does know. Does it work any, is it just because of the bone maybe? I, I, I don't, you, you, if you guys want to try this at home, go for it. I've only tried it on my head, but I've also been told that the same thing will work if you use a jug of water. Oh, oh, so you can just carry a jug of water around with well, you. I guess if you don't want to. be able to hit your key fob five feet sooner. If, you, if, if you're really far away from your car and you know you're not getting closer and you just have to unlock it, make sure you got that jug of water or All just right. use your head. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure that we all in podcast land will sleep better tonight knowing that piece of information. All right, sir. Got one more for you. All right, let's tackle it then. And you know what? <clears throat> this is going to be another controversial one, I bet. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. There are, there are a lot of controversies. There's a lot of controversies. A lot of bad information, too. That's the problem. I right. Think. Well, we can't get along, so <laughs> that's what's going to happen. So my question is this. My, my car goes down to wherever I feel comfortable with it being empty fuel-wise. Right. I know that that differs for every human being on this planet. <laughs> yeah. But when, it, when I feel like I need to go fill up, should I be using premium gas? Uh-huh. Uh, so the, uh, the old, um, if I put pre premium gas in my car, it'll, I don't know, insert benefit here. It'll run better. I'll get better gas mileage. The ladies will think I'm much more handsome. Right. Your key so, fob will work for further distance. So here's the thing about <laughs> premium gas. you got to ask the question, what makes gas premium? What is premium gas? Okay. What, what is premium gas? Premium gas is nothing more than a higher octane rating. Which probably means nothing to you, right? It means nothing to me. What is okay? This is I'm going to be like a three year old. Why? What's <laughs> yeah. a higher octane rating? Well, what's octane? That's a very good question. So what octane is? Again, it's a rating, and the most vehicles are designed, engineered to use an octane rating of 87. You know how when you go to the gas station, yeah, yeah. you see the the numbers increase. That's yes. the octane rating. Huh. So your premium is gas it has of like a hundred. Uh, it's based on, I, I don't know if it's a, it's based on a hundred. It's just the level or the, uh, a point at which the engine or the, excuse me, the fuel in the engine will ignite. Ah, okay. Okay. So it ignites at a higher octane. So what we're talking about is compression level. ratio. 
Now, quick little automotive uh, combustion engine talk here. We've got the four-stroke engine. Four-stroke engine, which they are. Can you do? Can you name all four? Not right now. Okay. Not not in the time that it will be <laughs> appropriate the, for these four people to listen to me do it. Not in that time crunch. That's okay. I know one is power. Yes, that's the third one. So we've got. So we've got intake, intake compression, compression, power, exhaust. Power exhaust. Look at you. Good job. So what we're talking about when we're referring to um, uh, compression ratios is we're talking about that compression stroke. All the fuel comes into the chamber of the cylinder. It starts compressing. Now this is where octane plays the role. Once it gets to 87 compression ratio, the fuel ignites. And that's when we want the piston to start going back down. So if our fuel has a lower octane, it will actually ignite quicker right and so when you're less well see what's i mean think about it when your piston's moving up and the ignition happens the piston's still trying to go up whereas the the explosion in the cylinder is trying to push it back down. Power it down and this is called an engine knock and they're and they can be very dangerous for engines you're basically creating way too much pressure uh against the pistons the cylinder walls all that good stuff Wait, when does this happen, this knock? Does this happen all the time? Does this happen every... Well, hopefully if your car's in good running order, it doesn't happen. Okay, okay. So why would an engine need premium gas? Only if that car is engineered, designed to have a higher compression ratio. We're talking like racing engines. So what does this mean for you? Once again, you have to check your owner's manual. Uh, it will tell you exactly what kind of fuel you should be putting in it. If it says you should be using premium gas, that means your engine is designed with a higher compression ratio. And if you put regular gas in that, there's a good chance uh, it's going to pre-ignite and your engine's going to knock. So what happens if you put premium gas? And you don't need it. And you don't need it? Nothing. You just spend more money. That engine is designed for an 87 octane rating. It is not going to do anything for you to put a higher octane rating in it. Because it's not going to pre-ignite. It's going to ignite at the same point that that engine is designed to do, which is 87, not 93. Okay. What if you're a, a middle person and it's 89? Like, that's middle range. You're just Same. going to be wasting your money unless, of course, your owner's manual says that 89. that's the okay. uh, octane rating of gas that should be going in your motor. Okay. So, folks, we may be able to save you some money, if nothing else. Myths busted. The only thing, the only, uh, thing we got to tell you is you have to read that owner's manual, as tedious as it seems. I feel like this is going to be the underlying theme forever and ever. <laughs> well, at least you know why you need to read it, though. Yes, we love the why. Okay, so let's recap this. Okay. So tune-ups. Tune-up. Still necessary. Still necessary, assuming you're, you're talking about what is defined as a tune-up for our day and age motors. So just the different name yeah. that we call let's it. Let's call it a service. A service. A mileage-based service. Key fob to the head. Totally true. So there you go. I'm going to see when I, when I'm walking around Wegmans and I, I see that parking lot full of people, I will know that our fan club is, is growing. Spread the word. I want to see more people holding those key fobs at their heads. And <laughs> premium gas. 
only as delineated in the owner's manual. You got it. If your car wants it, give it. Fabulous. And it can be dangerous if you put uh, a lower octane fuel in your car. All right, folks. You heard it here first. No, you heard it here 14 times. Read your owner's (laughs) manual. (laughs) I think that's it for this week. So, again, please... Be sending us in some questions. I want to stump the chump. Just kidding. Honey, oh. you're not a chump. I want to uh, challenge your intellectual abilities. So please send us in any questions that you have. Tweet at us, at Shonato. That's at S-C-H-O-E-N-A-U-T-O. That's going to bring us right to the end of another amazing show here today. So we want to say thank you for listening. And drive very safely. Thanks, everybody.